This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island. It becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about sporks. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a funny story how we came to decide on this as a topic. I was running in the morning, as I often do, and I've had the song Sugar Sugar stuck in my head for weeks. Oh. Because of the... Related to the sugar episode? Sugar and honey. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I got it. I got it in my head last week when we were talking about honey. <laughs> and I couldn't get yeah. it out yeah. on my run. So I was desperately like thinking, what is something something else we could talk about? Or anything else. Anything. <laughs> and my mind desperately cast upon the spork. And then when I brought it up as like a potential episode, Laura and I did a quick Google search and we found a salon article with the headline, quote, the history of the humble spoon fork includes shocking racism and sexism and a funny Bill Clinton cameo. So that was it. We were just like, well, we have to do this now. (laughs) There's no turning back. No, no. We hope we hope that you understand. And in case you haven't seen one of these crazy looking things, it's an eating utensil, purportedly. That's a combination <laughs> of a spoon and a fork. Another portmanteau. Yes. Yep. 
It's basically a spoon with tiny little prongs on the end. Yeah. Uh, and I usually think of the plastic kind that comes with fast food. And I'm, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen one not that. Um, I haven't seen one like in the wild, but, but if you really need to have like a long lasting sturdy spork, you can definitely get titanium ones. They're apparently popular with campers. I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I can only hope it would be slightly more functional. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. And apparently foon, F-O-O-N, is also a thing. And if you throw a knife in there too, it becomes a splayed. Sometimes called a sporf. Oh, sporf. <laughs> I wish I had the opportunity to use that word more often. Um, you've also got a spife, which is a spoon knife. Hybrid designated for eating kiwi in particular, uh-huh. or a nork, a knife fork. <laughs> um, and these combination of tools are often called joined tools. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as you can probably tell from our tone. Uh, if not your own personal experience. Yes. The spork is a bit of a joke in the culinary world um, since the bowl's too shallow to hold much liquid, and the prongs are too short <laughs> to smear anything. And any liquid that you do get in the shallow bowl is just going to dribble out from in <laughs> yeah, between. You've got to have delicate the balance. Useless, yes, very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty useless. Yeah, but that, of course, didn't stop it from developing a cult, a cult following. Uh, in fact, according to spork.org... Yep. Um, <laughs> their uselessness is a metaphor for human nature. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. Quote, a spork is a perfect metaphor for human existence. It tries to function as both spoon and fork. And because of this dual nature, it fails miserably at both. You cannot have soup with a spork. It is far too shallow. You cannot eat meat with a spork. The prongs are too small. <laughs> There are a lot of websites that have been dedicated to it over the years and, and haiku written in their honor. Um, one that was featured in that salon article goes, the spork, true beauty, the tines, the bowl, the long stem, life is now complete. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you just heard a haiku about a spork. Think about that for a second. Um, and you can make things out of them, like, for example, this was another example featured in the Salon article, the Leaning Tower of Spork, or Batman, uh, featured in a How Stuff Works article uh-huh. by bending down the two middle tines. Uh-huh. Um, for, for the Spork superfan, you can drop $250 on a hand-carved wooden Spork pendant hmm. on Etsy. How many Spork superfans do you think are out there? I don't know, but there was more than one Spork pendant available from more than one seller. So hmm. I don't know. Well, all right. More power to you. Yeah. Today, <laughs> Sporks are commonly used on airlines, mm-hmm. fast food chains, schools, the military, like Lauren said, by campers, mm-hmm. and in prisons, since it's tricky to make a shiv out of a Spork. <laughs> and they, they are specifically designed sporks with shorter tines for prisons. Oh, okay. But in 2008, an Alaskan man was arrested for attempting to rob a fast food fried chicken restaurant with a spork. And the victim had four, quote, parallel scratches. Just 
pretty impressive. Oh, I'm sorry that I'm laughing about someone getting attacked. It's not funny. That's not, no. that's not good. But the spork is, I would have gone for the fork. I would have gone for the knife. I honestly might have tried a spoon over a spork. I, <laughs> I'm like, like, I'll dig your eyeball, eyeballs out kind of thing. Like, I don't know that, that. It was an interesting choice. It was. Yeah. Big, creative, you know. Very. We appreciate creativity. We do. And the history of the spork is longer than Lorna and I suspected. Uh, certainly, yeah. Um, okay, supposedly it showed up in the Century Dictionary for the first time in 1909 in a supplement. I haven't been able to actually track that down. Like, everyone says it, but no yeah. one has an actual reference to the thing. So, so it's a possibility that the word spork was floating around in 1909. Definitely a possibility. For sure, the the word spork, the name spork, was not trademarked in the United States until 1970. Yeah, the history of the spork is kind of backwards. Yeah, it goes way back, though. It does, all the way back to the late medieval times. There was a utensil that was a combo of the fork and spoon. uh, But in the early stages of spork evolution, the spoon was at one end of the handle and the fork at the other Um which probably was more useful and also kind of what the spork has become now, interestingly. Uh, yeah, these, these may have been used for eating candied fruits in syrup, um, and, and are called suckets. Of course they are. <laughs> That's almost as ridiculous as spork. Almost. <laughs> People of the 1800s might use a spork-like terrapin forks for eating turtles, uh, which had longer prongs, or ice cream forks, which were very ornate, kind of beautiful spoon-fork combinations with three prongs for eating ice cream. As as you could guess, probably from from the name. Yes. Probably. Uh, Edward Lear's 1871 poem, The Owl and the Pussycat, makes a mention of a potentially spork-like thing called a runcible spoon. However, a later illustration that he provided in in the perhaps lesser-known work, 26 Nonsense Rhymes and Pictures, portrays the rinsable spoon as more something like a like a ladle. Um, nonetheless, lots of dictionaries do define the rinsable spoon as being something like a spork. To be fair, Lear totally made the word up. Uh, his, his work often featured invented nonsense words. So it's kind of up to anyone's imagination, I suppose. Yeah, the title kind of implies there might be some some nonsense in there. Speaking of ridiculous, our next bit of spork history involves a really wacky inventor dude. Um, but, uh, but first, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me 
Great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. In February of 1874, Samuel W. F- Samuel W. Francis filed a patent for a hybrid spoon and fork and a knife like edge, but not a sharp knife, more like a butter knife. Uh, but we don't really know if it was ever produced on a larger scale. Uh, yeah, this thing looks incredibly even more ridiculous than the modern spork. <laughs> the, the knife part is attached to one edge of the spoon. So I hope it was dull. <laughs> I certainly do too. You'd have to eat just real carefully with it. I don't, maybe, maybe am I just some kind of terrible monster for occasionally putting my flatware in my mouth as I'm eating? Mm. Is that a thing that humans don't do? I, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but by the way though, uh, this dude was great. Um, he was, he was this high society guy who probably never moved his, um, I guess it would technically be a splayed or a yeah. sporf. <laughs> He never moved it into production because he was busy, like, founding groups in Newport, Rhode Island, including their Natural History Society, their Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and what would eventually become their Board of Health. Oh. Uh, also writing a few books and patenting other great crazy stuff, like a typewriter that used a piano-like keyboard for its input, you know, with like, like long ivory and short ebony keys, yeah. which goes by the nickname Literary Piano. Oh, I love it. He also made a spring-loaded coffin that a person could easily open from the inside in case they were buried alive, which was a very popular thing to be worried about at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> ser- seriously, if you guys have never read up on this Google safety coffins sometime, it's just a, just a great little bit of macabre history. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to sporks. Right. <laughs> George Laramie entered the spork ring with his 1907 <laughs> patent of a table utensil, quote, uh, that kind of looks like a spoon with a fork on the end. It, it's like a spoon, a, a complete spoon, and then a fork. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I fail to see how you'd be able to get any soup or whatever without <laughs> Stabbing yourself? I guess if you sip carefully from the edge. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I have difficulty enough, <laughs> so I don't need that added obstacle. Right. Um, British company Fortnum and Mason introduced a combo spoon knife fork in their 1914 Christmas catalog for army officers. And a hundred years later, the design firm Matt Project helped them reintroduce the utensil, which they call the much more dignified tritensile. It, it looks a lot actually like Samuel uh, Francis's patent. Oh, <laughs> I did. I had no idea there'd be so many different words for different versions of sporks. <laughs> it's great. Australian William MacArthur debuted this blade. 
um, another three-in-one utensil at his wife's cafe in the 1940s. And it saw actually semi-decent success. Yeah. Uh, by the 1960s, it was mass-produced. And it became the gift of choice at weddings and a popular utensil for barbecues and buffets. And uh, I, when I read this, I was confused why barbecues was included specifically. But I do have an Australian barbecue story. One time I was in Australia and I was at a barbecue and they had kangaroo steaks, of course. Oh, wow. Yeah. And by the time I got to the end of the buffet, they didn't have any Forks or knives or spoons, all that was left was, was the spork. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And there weren't any tables. <laughs> so I've got this piece of steak <laughs> in one hand and a spork <laughs> in another. <laughs> and eventually I just, I threw this fork away and just ate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not one of my finer moments. <laughs> But I did what I had to do. It's okay. Yeah, that's, you know, no one no one can blame a girl for improvising. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the Splayed. Over five million have been sold. And apparently he got the idea after seeing um, a magazine image of women trying to balance all their utensils and plates. That's what made me think of the story. Um, and I'm not sure, but maybe this is the sexism thing from Simone's article. Uh, I never uh, figured it out. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Uh, the, the racism thing though is yeah. based on a popular myth about the spork, which, which might, uh, be due to the fact that, that William MacArthur was the inventor of this splayed. Right. Because he shares the name with General Douglas MacArthur. So supposedly, but not really at all, MacArthur invented the spork during the 1940s occupation of Japan. And the fork was too dangerous in case the Japanese rose up, in MacArthur's eyes anyway. And uh, chopsticks, quote, too barbaric. Um, mm. Yeah. Hence the he, spork. He introduced the spork into the uh, into the Japanese. Right. But the dates don't really match up with the rest of the timeline. And there's no real proof of it anywhere actually happening. <laughs> it is true the army used foldable combinations of spoons and Forks, but not a spork in the way we think of it. Right. Yeah. The next instance of the spork is a 1952 New York Times article. And there's a comment about a Pennsylvania man's failed attempt to patent the term spork. But I could not find anything else beyond that, that he tried to do it and failed. Um, I did want to mention that the plastic wear took off in the 1950s and 60s as uh, polypropylene and polystyrene were developed and also as the expanding American middle class were, were craving affordable new kitchenware and, and conveniently disposable picnic wear. Right. Big, big era, the 1960s for like, oh man, it's so convenient. You can just throw it away and that will never create any kind of problem down the line. Yeah. Yay. Thanks, 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to sport proper. Mm-hmm. In a 1969 or 1970, I read both. In Massachusetts, Van Brode Milling Co. Incorporated filed a patent for SPORK, all caps. SPORK! Yes. A plastic combo tinsel with the design we know today. Although in the patent, it states that a knife could sometimes be in the mix. That was okay. acceptable. All right. The patent expired 20 years later. The UK's Plastico Limited filed a patent for the SPORK in 1975 and under a different company name, they still own it. 
and there's a, there's another UK company called Life Venture, and they sell fork spoons. Yes. No space. Yeah, it is illegal to call a non-plastico limited spork a spork right. in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. No. And the name spork is theorized um, to have played a large role in the success of this bizarre utensil. Oh, right, because, yeah. I mean, spork. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that helped the spork along was our friend uh, KFC. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, uh, pr- presumably to save money by getting, you know, two disposable plastic utensils for the price of one. Um, and they were the first fast food restaurant to offer the spork around 1970. Yeah. And other restaurant chains followed shortly after. And the spork this way became available all around the world. Mm-hmm. And in 1999, Regal Zone went to court to try and strike down Plastico Limited's ownership of the trademark. Um, they lost but appealed in 2001. In a nutshell, Regal Zone, as a manufacturer of sporks, wanted to be able to call them sporks without infringing on Plastico's trademark. And if you want to make your day very strange and trippy, read a dry legal document describing the spork. And it it's crazy. And then in 2006, in an attempt to modernize the spork, Swedish outdoor supply company Light My Fire put the spoon and fork on opposite ends of the handle and added a serrated edge to one of the fork's prongs. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so making a new version of the uh, suck it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of interesting. It, it comes back. Um, <laughs> and Light My Fire has a ton of options for your spork needs. Yeah. They've got toddler sporks, office sporks, left-handed sporks, all kinds of sporks. And like Lauren said earlier, very popular among campers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's easier, lightweight. Sure. Yeah. Only need one thing. Yeah. So that's the history part of the spork. And after this short break, we'll delve into some of the science of sporks. Yeah, spork manufacturing. It's actually really interesting. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. L-A-S-I-K. 
LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes. So... I, I would argue that other than the fact that the name Spork is just so good, um, the popularity of the Spork is, is also dependent on the development of, of inexpensive plastics because they're, they're moldable and stampable like metals, but of course, very much cheaper. Um, Sporks and, and other plasticware are made by a process called thermoforming, which is stamping the shapes out of big sheets of plastic using metal molds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in order to do this thing, First, you have to make plastic, meaning that you extract crude oil or natural gas from the earth and refine it. Yes, your plastic forks are made from yep. basically the same kind of stuff that you put in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, and you use these petroleum products because they're both made up of a series of molecules that are called hydrocarbons, um, which is a repeating chain of, of carbon and hydrogen molecules. And when you heat hydrocarbons to a certain point, they convert into reactive monomers, which are short chain molecules that are like really good at linking together into long chains. The long chains are called polymers. Um, and you can process the polymers differently, the monomers and the polymers differently, and add various other substances in order to make different kinds of plastics. Um, for sporks, uh, as I said earlier, you'll probably use polypropylene or polystyrene, and you'll probably add stabilizers to help keep the plastic from breaking down and pigments to color it, and stuff to just improve the workability of the plastic during the manufacturing process. Yes, there are FDA guidelines, n- not that they mention sporks specifically, but there are <laughs> FDA guidelines about what can go into your spork. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've created this plastic from your fossil fuel, you you usually manufacture it into um, wee little like like lentil sized pellets that are called nurdles. Oh, nurdles is my new favorite word. This episode has been <laughs> the best for fun words. <laughs> Nurdles. Okay. All right. Um, when it's time for production, um, you, you melt the nurdles huh, and then extract them into a, into a sheet. You sort of like push the melted plastic through a long, thin opening. Um, and then, uh, you, you take the finished sheets and, and you heat one up so it's nice and soft and then place it into a mold where, where it, it, it accepts the fork shape. Oh. Each individual spork is then stamped out from the large sheet and the scraps are melted down and reused. Um, I was starting at this juncture to go into some of the the problems of pollution and waste and worker conditions in the plastic utensil industry, but I very shortly realized that that is worthy of its own very terrible episode. Really upsetting. Oh, boy. Yay! Excellent. Okay. Every time you use a plastic fork, you're causing cancer. <laughs> Not in yourself. Thank, thank you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Well, kind of related. Let's talk about the Spork's place in pop culture. Yeah. The Spork's staying power is sort of in its ironic kind of useless existence that we referenced, uh, and perhaps because of the name, but it certainly had a few moments in our pop culture. 
1995, President Bill Clinton used the sport to make a point during the radio and television correspondence dinner in Washington, D.C., saying the spork was, quote, the symbol of my administration. No more false choice between the left utensil and the right utensil. And later, to much applause and laughter, quote, this is a big new idea. The spork. And in the 2008 Pixar film, Wally, uh-huh. when Wally is sorting through the utensils and he comes across a spork, he doesn't know how to categorize it. Fork or spoon. Fork or spoon. And his robot head almost explodes. Fork or spoon. Um, there's a nonprofit group called Spork, um, mm-hmm. with an exclamation point, uh, that, that seeks to advocate for, it, it, it advocates for and gives voice to, uh, to quote, individuals who have a physical, mental, or invisible difference, the beloved sporks of our society, they call them. Yeah. Which is, which is real sweet. They've got a, they've got a, a few publications and they, they do profiles on different organizations that help out, um, which is really cool. Um, and along this vein, a musical comedy film from 2010 called Spork featured a titular character who is intersexed. And of course, there's an app for that. Of course. Of course. Or at least there was. I'm not sure you can download it anymore. Oh, I didn't check and I don't have my phone on I, in the I studio. I tried it and it said it wasn't available for download, but I don't know if that was just like forever. <laughs> Or temporary. Not uh-huh. sure. Okay. Um, either way, it, it was, is called Ice Bork. Uh, <laughs> the description in the app store is as follows. Quote, the ice fork is almost better than having an actual spork in your pocket. Almost. <laughs> this is the definitive app for spork connoisseurs. End quote. <laughs> and from what I understand, you just swiped your spork around and learned some spork history. <laughs> so it's nothing I would ever, ever use, but I have to admit, I'm kind of charmed that it exists and yeah. that it is as useless as the spork. No offense, spork and ice fork. That's pretty much everything we could find on the spork. <laughs> I mean, there, there's probably many other uh, pop culture references out there. It, it, it is. I, I did a quick uh, check on, on oh, what is it? Uh, the Google, how popular are words throughout Google history? Trends. Google Trends. Yeah. Um, and there was a huge spike of interest in the spork around 2011. Big, big times for the spork. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, but that, that's, that's the story of the spork. Um, so, uh, so let's, let's move on to some listener mail because we're still getting lovely messages in from all y'all. Yes. We heard from Aaron who, like Lauren, has, um, an intolerance, a food intolerance. Would you like to read this one, Lauren? Sure. Uh, Aaron says, Hey ladies, I've really enjoyed your podcast so far and can't wait to see what ideas and topics you discuss in the future. I'm currently listening to your Bloody Mary episode and heard Lauren mention that she can't eat pineapple. I can't either! After two decades of enjoying the sweet tropical fruit, I suddenly became physically unable to tolerate it. After a horrifying trip to Mexico, I visited the allergist who determined I wasn't allergic, but developed an intolerance to the enzyme bromelain. Bromelain? Hmm, whatever. Sure. Um, uh, <laughs> She didn't, she didn't mess up the pronunciation in her email. Um, no. Uh, parenthetical, uh, as a side note, this is only found in fresh pineapple, so canned fruit and juice is just fine. Yay, tropical drinks! Pineapple would be a fantastic topic, not only due to the fruit's scientific uses, um, i.e. bromelain supplements, uh, its use as a tenderizer, etc., but also its historic and economic impact in the Americas. 
I'm going to get back to the Bloody Marys now. Just had to stop everything I was doing and send this your way. Keep up the great work. Ah, thank you, Aaron. That's great. I wonder, I wonder if that is, if that is the thing that I've got. Yeah, you should check that out. I suppose I should. <laughs> you should. Because if I could be, if I could have been drinking canned pineapple juice this entire time. The cocktails. Oh my goodness, the cocktails. Do you know how long it's been since I've had a pina colada? Oh gosh. Oh. I don't want to know. I, I responded to Aaron and I was like, well, I'm very happy you can at least. <laughs> can at least enjoy pineapple cocktails. Every time I go to Trader Vic's, it's just it's just like a like a gambit of danger. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, thank you, thank you for writing in, Aaron. Yes, uh, we also heard from John from Milwaukee, and he said, "Hey guys, great Bloody Mary episode, and thanks for the Wisconsin shout out. A shot and a beer for a chaser is popular here." When Bloody Marys came around, we figured we'd serve it with a beer, too. I always order a beer back out of state. Uh, I just appreciated hearing that. I really enjoyed my time in Wisconsin. And uh, it was so funny. The first time I ordered a Bloody Mary, and I, they just handed me a beer. And I was like, You're like well, okay, sure. This is what's happening now. I'm willing like to it. roll with it. Yeah. So thanks. Um, thanks to all of you who've written in. They, we've really gotten some great personal stories and we enjoy so much hearing from you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you would also like to send us some stuff, uh, you can do that. We've got an email address. Yep. It is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. Uh-huh. Uh, we're also on, um, Twitter and, uh, Instagram. We are at foodstuff HSW on Twitter and at foodstuff on Instagram. Um, and, and yeah, we'll, We'll definitely like, like keep tuning in. We'll definitely have to do a whole episode about other flatware, um, and its history sometime. Apparently the fork as a dining utensil was considered an insult to God in the 11th century. That's pretty epic fork. <laughs> I want to know how you had that reputation for sure. <laughs> um, and I would like to add for those who have asked where this video component is. Oh, uh huh. It is available on Amazon Prime. If you search How Stuff Works, it should pop up as a content provider, and it's a featured, it's food stuff featured video. So yeah, check that out if you're interested. Yeah, yeah, we've got two episodes up now: uh, one on champagne and one on yogurt. Yeah. And for both of those, we got to visit um, actual producers of the stuff and kind of see how it's made. And yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, super cool. Um, also, we're even sillier on film than we are. On audio, if you, yeah. Mm, mm. Um, oh, and also, uh, before we go, uh, thank you so much to, uh, to Noel, our audio producer, and to Tristan, who has just taken over, uh, editing these episodes yes. from Annie, which is a large relief, I am sure. It is very much. Thank, <laughs> thanks to both of them. Without them, we would not be here, and we would not be here without you either. Yes, so thanks so much for listening. We hope that lots more good things are coming your way. is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com.
Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 